PDPW On Demand. Here's Bill Baker. Hello and welcome to this week's PDPW podcast. Come on in and have a seat. Make yourself comfortable. It's all about hospitality this week with Tom Thibodeau, who shares how new friends, guests, even strangers, give us opportunities that we never thought possible through the gift of hospitality. The word hospitality comes from a Greek word, hospes, H-O-S-P-E-S, which means guest. Hospitality is literally to make space for the guest. Hospitality is a safe oasis where we are welcomed and cared for. Those people who are hospitable take us in. Hospitality is the root word for the word hospital, where people are safe and cared for every day. And, of course, we see that example lived out right before us today. We all come from pretty much the same backgrounds. We come from different parts of the country. We come from different racial and ethnic backgrounds, different religious backgrounds, different economic backgrounds, but we all pretty much had the same mother. Wonderful people, wonderful women, a little bit quirky, but isn't it true that we love our moms for a lifetime? And my mom was just like yours. When my mom was widowed, uh, she'd be living by herself in Wisconsin Rapids, and I'd be going off to give speeches. And I'd stop to see my mother on the way to going to give a speech, but I'd never called ahead of time because it was so exciting to find her at home, and she was so excited to see me come that I loved the excitement so much that I never planned for it. So I'd walk in the front door, and she'd say, Tom, I said, Mom, and we'd hug and kiss each other, and then my mom would say the same thing that your mom would say. Are you hungry? And I would say no, so she'd make me a sandwich. Had I said I was hungry, she would have sat down and made me a full meal. She couldn't help herself but to be hospitable. I'm thinking about my mom today because it's the anniversary of her death. Fourteen years ago, she died. I told this story just briefly the other day, but I'd like to retell it again, that on the last day of her life, my brother was with her and took her to watch a soccer game where she could watch her granddaughter play soccer and then afterward they went for a rip beer float and he dropped her off and said mom I really love you she said I really love you too she went to bed and woke up in heaven and three days later we gathered for her funeral and my brother got up to speak and in terms of the eulogy he said mom was always hospitable you were always welcome at my mother's house and that's absolutely true when we were growing up, uh, there was a picnic table in our backyard, and that picnic table would be filled with kids all every day during the summer, and there would be bologna sandwiches and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and Kool-Aid, red dye number five, which explains a great deal about our generation. But every kid was always welcome to my mother's house. If they said, we're going to the Thibodeaux, that'd be fine. One time, one of my friends came over, and at that time, we all had nicknames, and his nickname was Buster, and my mother looked at him and said, Buster, you need a haircut. Yes, I know, Mrs. Thibodeau, but my mom hasn't had a chance to take me to the barber. She said, sit down. My mother was a hairdresser, and she cut Buster's hair, and she sent him home. Could you imagine that today, a kid going over to a neighbor's house, and the neighbor said, oh, and her mother calls my mother and says, oh, was that a fine haircut? Thank you for taking such good care of my son. That was my mom. She said everybody was always welcomed at, at Mother's house. And after my dad died, the, the postman had to come to a rolling stop or she's out there with a cookie. 
the guy who kind of checked on the on the meter, the electrical meter, he's always invited in for a cup of coffee and a piece of cake. Mother couldn't help herself to be hospitable. But then he said, you know, hospitality is predicated on generosity. You will not be hospitable. You will not open your house to other people unless you're willing to be generous. And mother was always generous. Generous with her time, generous with her patience, generous with her kindness, generous, because that's who she was. She would always ask you if you wanted something to eat, because in giving to other people, she understood that there was something to be received. And then he looked at the grandkids, and he said, at Christmas time, Grandma would say, how much can I give the kids for Christmas? And my brother would look at her and said, because he took care of her finances and she was on a fixed income, he said, well, Mom, maybe you can give me five bucks. And she says, can I give him 20? So you notice how you always got 20. Grandma couldn't help herself but to be generous. But then he went on to say, you only be generous if you're grateful. See, my mother was generous because she realized that everything she had was a gift. Everything that she had was was made and produced by other people. She'd never taken anything for granted. She grew up in the Great Depression. She knew what it was not what it was like not to have enough to eat. She appreciated the work of farmers. She appreciated grocers. She would go to the store and she'd see a steak that would be marked down, maybe half price, and she bought that steak. She was on a fixed income, but then she'd go home and she'd call a friend because who wants to have a steak dinner by themselves? Everything that she did was predicated on gratitude. She driving in downtown Wisconsin Rapids and see an empty parking space in front of the dollar store. She pulled in, thinking that God had arranged for her to go shopping. When she was dying, she had a roll of masking tape on her kitchen table, and any time you came to her house, she'd ask what you wanted. And then she'd take that masking tape and she'd write your name on it, and she said, "Now this is yours." She wanted to give away everything because it was all gift. The wonderful gift of hospitality, predicated on generosity, lived out in gratitude. This is what holds our communities together. The ability to make space in our lives for guests, the ability to make space in our lives for strangers, all of our lives are predicated in the service of so many other strangers, so many people who make space in their lives so that their work serves us. When I was in graduate school in Seattle in the mid-1970s, I had very little money to spend. In fact, I had $5 spending money, and that had include if I wanted any kind of entertainment, that $5 a week had to include my meals that were on the weekends. I had no money for, for food on the weekends. If I had to buy a pen or stamps, anything I had, that $5. And I found this little tavern up the street, which had 50-cent beers, and uh, you could play pool. And I'd go up there, and I'd put my quarter on the rail. And, of course, back in the day, you waited for your turn. And it's my turn, and I put a quarter in, and the balls come out, and I'm racking them up. The gentleman who was holding the table limps over to me and says, Hi, my name's Bud. I said, Hi, Bud, my name's Tom. He said, You come here often? I said, No, Bud, I just kind of discovered this. I'm in school, and I'm just coming up here to do a little reflecting. He kind of smiled. He said, Well, I'm I'm here about two, three times a week. He said, 
lived by myself. My my wife died a couple of years back, and my my boys uh, they moved away. Said I used to work for a cement factory. He said that's why my I limped. He said I got my hip crushed. He said so I lived by myself. So we started playing pool, and uh, pretty soon the only balls left on the table were mine. And Bud walked up to me. He says, "Hey Tom," he says, "Can you cook a turkey?" And I said, yeah, "Yes, I can." But the first thing I'm thinking, of course, is food. He says, "Well, why don't you come to my house on Sunday morning and and cook a turkey? I got a turkey that the cement factory gave me for uh, for Easter, and uh, but I don't know how to cook it." And I said, "Well, I'll be happy to." So he gave me his address, and I took his his address. And a couple of days later, I walk into the inner city of Seattle, and I walk up to his back porch, and it was one of those sloping back porches that had a screen door, and I pounded on it, but not too hard. Come on in, come on in, he said. And there he was sitting in his living room watching the speedboat races on Lake Washington. And he said, the, the turkey's in the kitchen. So I went into his kitchen, and, of course, his wife had died two years previously, and nobody had really cleaned that kitchen for two years. So here I am in the kitchen of a guy that I had met shooting pool cleaning his kitchen. Then I take the turkey, and I get it all prepped. I'm looking through the cover, trying to find some stuff to make some stuffing, find some seasoning, get the oven turned on to 325 degrees, put the turkey in the oven, and the, the door falls off of my hand. Well, I, there I am trying to get the door jiggled back on. I get it there, and I set it up a stool next to it to keep it closed. I said, Bud, it's going to take about four hours. I said, about 2 o'clock. I said, I'm just going to walk up to the park and listen to some jazz, and I did. And I come back about 1.30, and by that time, the house is filled with people. There was old people, there was young people, there were black people, there were Asian people, there were white people. People had all come and they had little gifts in their hands in styrofoam. There was a little pistachio salad, there's a little coleslaw, and there's a little potato salad. This wonderful feast that set out ahead of, ahead of us, and I open up the oven and the turkey's done, and I take it out, and I start carving it up, and people come up and they take their plates, and Bud's serving everybody. These are all people that Bud had met in the neighborhood, had met up at the tavern, had met at the cafe where he'd go. Invited them all over for a turkey dinner. And I looked at him and I said, Bud, this is great. This is great. This is incredible that you invite all of us here for this banquet. And he looked at me and he told me the most important thing I ever learned in graduate school. You know, Tom, when you ain't got much, you give yourself. When you ain't got much, you give yourself. See, that's the gift of hospitality. It's not like we have to invite everybody over and have a four-course meal. It doesn't mean that we have to have a fine Cabernet or imported beers. People just want our time. Hospitality, when friends sit down with each other and share a cup of coffee and a couple of stories, their life journeys and hard traveling, recognizing that you're not alone. Hospitality, making space in our life for the guests. And are we not all guests in each other's lives? Our children are not our possessions. Our children are our guests. We give them birth. We raise them. We feed them. We educate them. We love them, and then they leave. Only to leave their stuff at home, and then they come back, and they pick it up years later. But they were guests in our lives, and when they come back, we sit out a table. We have a feast. Welcome. And just like our own moms will say, are, are you hungry? Do you want something to eat? And we respond with that same love and goodness, those peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. One of my favorite movies 
is called The Straight Story, a movie that came out in 1999. And and the, the primary actor in the movie was Richard Farnsworth. Some of you might remember him. He used to ride in those old westerns with John Wayne, uh, old cowboy. There he is in this movie playing the role of Alvin Strait. It's a true story of a man who lived in central Iowa who wanted to go and see his brother, who was not in very good shape, but his brother lived in Mount Union, Wisconsin, across Iowa, across the Mississippi, into southwestern Wisconsin. And Alvin, because of age and disability, wasn't able to drive a car any longer, so he decided to take his John Deere lawnmower. When I brought the movie home to show my wife, I said, listen, I have this movie here called The Straight Story. What's it about, she said. I said, well, it's about Alvin Strait, who rides his lawnmower across Iowa into Wisconsin to see his brother. I said, there's no violence. There's no, there's no swearing. Uh, there's no no action scenes. And so we're watching it for about 15 minutes, and she said, boy, this movie is slow moving. I said, well, it's about a guy in his lawn tractor growing across Iowa. What was extraordinary about it, what is it that allows him to make his, his trip across Iowa is strangers that he meets along the way. Strangers who opened up their campgrounds or their backyards or their garages for him to stay with. Strangers who made this man feel welcome, only to feel that they were also blessed by his presence. In one scene, he's in the backyard of a gentleman named Danny, who's helping him get his lawnmower fixed. And he's uh, Alvin. He comes out to have a cup of coffee with Alvin, and Alvin gets up from his chair and pulls another chair out from this this uh, trailer that he was pulling. He gives the chair to Danny and says, "Here you go." You'll be a guest in your own backyard. What's really extraordinary is that the strangers and the guests in our lives oftentimes give us opportunities that we never thought were possible. What happens in the gift of hospitality, the guest becomes the host after the host has extended kindness to the guest. And at the end of their stay, Alvin gets up, he walks with a cane, takes off his hat and looks Danny in the eye and says, thank you for the kindness that you showed a stranger. Hospitality. Hospitality that's exhibited across America today. People come on to another person's farm, would you like a coffee? You want to sit down and you want to talk. A friend calls up and says, uh, what's going on in your life? Hope you're well. Hospitality. All those people who make space in their life for the guests in our lives, those guests who deliver our mail, who prepare our streets, all those guests who serve us at the grocery store, all those guests who grow the food that we have to eat. Thank you for your kindness to the stranger. Hospitality. Giving yourself when you have nothing more, and what a great gift that is. We can all respond to the words of St. Paul. Be careful, for you never know when you're entertaining an angel. Thank you, friends. One day, I hope we get a chance to meet and offer each other the gift of hospitality. 
Our thanks to Tom Thibodeau, Associate Professor and Distinguished Professor of Servant Leadership at Viterbo University, and also our friend here on these PDPW podcasts. If you'd like to go back and listen to archive programs, simply head to pdpw.org. And again, thank you for your continued support of these PDPW weekly podcasts. We hope that you have a safe and productive week.